It took over 100 firefighters from eight area fire departments seven and a half hours to put out the blaze that engulfed the Marion 6360 beginning on September the 9th, 1991 and into the morning hours of September the 10th. Once the smoke had cleared from the largest machine on earth, questions began to hang over Captain Mine. What would become of the thousands of union jobs? What was the cause of the fire? Would the shovel be rebuilt? In this, the second and final episode of the Captain's Final Hours, we'll explore those questions through the same voices that you heard in the first episode. I'm Will Stevens, and this is the Captain's Final Hours, Episode 2. Down in the, the headline of the Southern Illinoisan on September the 11th, 1991, read fire at mine shovel puts jobs in jeopardy. Miners such as Gene Miller assumed they were going to lose their job. I, I figured I was going to lose my job. I was like the last man on seniority. Then it got to the point where the only reason that I was employed was because I was a shovel operator. Joe Stevens had similar thoughts. I got a call from a man in or around midnight, and he told me it was on fire. And I said, how bad? And he said, what I gather, it's hopeless. And I thought, oh, boy. I thought, well, quite frankly, I just rolled over and thought, well, there goes this job, you know. Many decisions had to be made, as there was still considerable coal to be mined at Captain Mine. A shuffling of equipment had to happen. Gene Miller. The 2570 drag line was getting ready to dig out, and it was going to be done and parked. My fear was I thought they were going to turn that pit into a drag line pit, and then I wouldn't, I wouldn't have it. I'd get laid off. Steve Carter was in the management team for Arch Mineral at the time, and was involved in the decision-making process regarding whether or not the damaged shovel could be rebuilt. It was a difficult decision because that machine was so instrumental to the mine operation, but frankly, we were at a point where the reserve really only had a a few years left. I don't recall exactly, but probably in the uh, seven- to eight-year life. And the cost of rebuilding it was uh, somewhere like four to five times what it originally cost to build and uh, substantially more than what the insurance proceeds were. Joe Stevens explains the extent of the damage that sealed the captain's fate. Was there a lot of talk in the week after that just among the miners about whether or not the thing would be rebuilt or not? There was, and they brought some people from Marion Power Chevrolet, even brought one gentleman, he was up in age, who had been part of the process of designing it and building it for Bill Mullins. And uh, they looked it all over, and the biggest problem was the major bulkheads on the swing deck and in the lower frame, both, as I understand it, were warped. And when you get something, pieces of steel that of that size warped, there's no fixing that. There's just, it's impossible. And uh, that, that's what sealed its fate right there. So without rebuilding the monstrous machine, would the jobs be saved? Once again, Steve Carter. I guess the uh, 
saving grace for Arch was that we had uh, acquired a little smaller shovel. 6360 was a 180-yard shovel, and we had a 105-yard shovel, the 5900, which was also a Marion. And uh, we had acquired that when uh, we bought the Amex uh, Leahy property. And actually, that shovel was scheduled to be dismantled and, and scrapped, uh, I think, within two to three weeks of the time the 6360 caught on fire. So we were pretty fortunate to, uh, with the timing of that and were able to put that machine into service instead of the 6360. Once again, Gene Miller. You know, a lot of that worked out good for me. I shouldn't say good, but, you know, when that shovel burned, you know, we went over there to Amax and got that 5900 and walked it across. And that's a machine that I learned, you know, how to operate. Joe Stevens had similar thoughts. The only thing that saved us is Arch had bought the Amax property across the road, and they had a 5900 stripping shovel. And uh, we had it parked and uh, started the process of walking it overland to the pit to replace the 6360. And it did, it did a good job. It wasn't the 6360 by any means, but it, it did a good job overall. So with the 5900 on the way, the jobs at Captain Mine would be saved. From there, the questions began to be asked, what exactly was the cause of the fire on the 6360? When exploring the cause of the fire on the Marion 6360, it's worthwhile to revisit a comment made by Fred Krager in Episode 1 of The Captain's Final Hours. You got People have to understand is that this machine has 10,000 gallon of hydraulic oil that we carried on the machine because it's set on hydraulic jacks that kept it level. This volume of hydraulic fluid is a key point of fact in the official explanation of the cause of the fire that destroyed the 6360. Once again, one of the operators of the captain, Gene Miller. You know, that machine was insured by Lloyd's of London, and not too long after the fire, Lloyd's of London came in, or reps from Lloyd's of London came in, and they videotaped every crew member and, and we talked just kind of what some of the things we talked about, but, you know, they were trying to determine if it was sabotage or if it was an accident or whatever the case may be. Steve Carter was in management with Arch Mineral at the time the 6360 burned. Here's what he recalled about the cause of the fire. What happened was that there was a leaking hose that was over a hot bearing that, that caught it on fire. Joe Stevens also recalled the cause of the fire. It was basically an accident and maybe a design flaw. That line blew into an electrical panel, hydraulic oil blew into the electrical panel. And hydraulic oil itself is flammable, but vaporized hydraulic oil is like gasoline. And when it arced, it caught fire, and because the line was blown, it told the automatic leveling system that the machine was getting out of level, so it started kicking on pumps, and it was a self-feeding fire machine, basically. 
Despite the exhaustive investigation by Lloyds of London, which determined a busted hydraulic hose had arced into an electrical panel causing the fire, there were still some miners who believed that the 6360 was burned intentionally. Ron Gates was one of those miners. They know it was coming. I think it was burned intentionally. They collected $7 million from it from Lloyds of London. I heard $7 million and I heard $33 million, but I say $7 million would be closer. As a point of fact, Arch Mineral did accept an insurance payment of $35 billion from Lloyds of London. I asked Gary Andrews about the rumors of sabotage being the cause of the fire. They say it was sabotaged by an electrician boss, but I can't, I can't verify that. Uh, there was talk to, a lot of talk about that. Earlier in the shift, there was an electrician boss down there, and uh, what he was doing, I have no idea. I asked Gene Miller what his thoughts were about rumors of the fire being intentionally set. Well, the same thing came up. I don't know if you remember it or not, but the, the preparation plant that Streamline burnt, and they, they, they claimed that was sabotage. But the shovel, I can say without a doubt that it was not, it was not sabotage. I swear to God that that was not the case. Dale Rice had this to say when I asked him, about the rumors of sabotage. And I can guarantee you it was not. Whoever said it didn't know because Fred could have told you he, he worked on there all the time, you know, for your friends. If someone sabotaged it, they would have had to do it with him watching. <laughs> and I don't think that happened. Fred Crager felt the same way. There was, this, there was no way this could have been arranged, this fire. Steve Carter. Now, you know that there are a lot of coal miners who say that it was not just convenience that that shovel was there and that the burning of the 6360 was intentional. And they point to the fact that that shovel was sitting there ready to go, quote unquote, as proof of that. Candidly, I've never, never heard that accusation. I think that's uh, really kind of bizarre that somebody would think that. The final investigation by Lloyds of London presented two theories for the cause of the burning of the shovel. One theory was that oily rags in the hydraulic room caught fire from sparks from an electric motor. Another theory was that a leaking hydraulic hose caused an oily mist which was ignited by an electrical panel. Regardless, the largest stripping shovel on earth had dug its final bucket. A contract was awarded to United Salvage Company of Illinois, and the machine was scrapped in 1992. It is rumored that only one piece of the captain remains today. One of the crawler pads is used as a flower planter in rural Pinckneyville, hauled away before the scrapping was completed by a since-passed-away operator of the 6360. According to Coal Age magazine, who had production numbers for March Mineral, during her active life, the captain shovel moved 809,300,000 cubic yards of overburden, a number far greater than any other single shovel or dragline. Ultimately, Captain Mine operated until 1998, 
before all the miners there were laid off. And the land today is a part of Pyramid State Park, a public hunting and recreation complex. (laughs) 